Colchester United's Sammy Schmodix is unable to recognise himself in the mirror. <laughs> We're just two guys who like talking about football, just enjoying it. The overwhelming stench Paint. of ready salted crisps. I smells. know what James Mills smells like. <laughs> Rice cakes. Yeah. <laughs> because this podcast isn't just all stupid shit. Just mainly stupid shit. Welcome to Go Post for Jumpers, a podcast by Kellogg's, the cereal. Um, I'm joined here today with Alex Price. Alex? Hello. Hi, mate. Hiya. You seem really, you seem really up for this. Why did you introduce it like that? <laughs> Why'd you do that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Many things. What do you mean? What, uh, what, what, how would you introduce the podcast? So for a start, I wouldn't mention Kellogg's because we have no affiliation with Kellogg's. Fine. Okay. Um, but how are we that's ever... the main. That's my main critique of how you started it. Do you want to okay. start again without the Kellogg's no, bit? No, I don't. I want you to show me how you would start it. Okay, I'd say... Hello and welcome to another episode of Gold Post for Jumpers. This is episode 27, sponsored by Kellogg's. Oh, I fucked it. I did what you did. You did, mate. You Shit. did. What's so episode um, 27. What's uh, it's episode 27, mate, yeah. That's three away from 30, and 23 away from 50, and 69 from 70. And 26 more than our first episode, so crazy stuff. Yeah. Do you want to just get right into the nitty gritty of <laughs> what grinds our goalposts this week? Yeah, is it how I start podcasts? That was going to be my first first point. <laughs> you want to jump right into the negatives? No, actually, I want to talk about some positives because okay, actually tonight, Robert Lewandowski. Can we talk about him? Yeah, how many did he score in the end? I saw he had four. Uh, I think I saw he had four, but he might have had five. I don't know. He he needs to win the Ballon d'Or. I started he watching the to Tottenham game before he think uh, I think at his fourth game goal. So he's, yeah, the guy's a freak. He's, he's a making freak. a good case for himself. I I just don't see how anyone could argue against him potentially winning the Ballon d'Or. He he scored uh, four in the end. Good four in the end. Yeah, it, it, like as far as numbers go, he's outscoring Ronaldo and Messi this season. He's outscoring anyone else. And normally what really wins the Ballon d'Or, not just overall play, but the numbers. And I think he's he's got a good case for himself. And I'd actually like to see it. I'd like to see it. I think he's, um, I think he's uh, a great footballer. I think he's... Right, a very underrated footballer. Best striker in the world? Yeah, better than Harry Kane. I've said that before and you disagreed with me. But I is. think they're on a par overall this but this last year or so, I think Lewandowski's been ahead of Harry Kane. What did the ref say to the chicken who tripped a defender? I dunno. Foul. Perfect. Uh <laughs> what is black? Is this going to be like one of those episodes where I started telling jokes the whole time? What is black and white and black oh, and great. white and black and white? There, a Newcastle fan rolling down a hill. Okay. Anything else? 
No, I've asked all I've got. Good. You know what really grinds my goalpost? So what really grinds our goalpost? Do you want to get right into that now? I haven't got anything, to be honest, mate. Gotta be well, honest. I've got one. Other than one super, major super thing. Super, important one. Okay, you go first. Well, it's something that I haven't... I was going to bring up a few weeks ago, but it really came to my attention. Actually, tonight, I had a classic example of it. I'd switched over to the Tottenham game, saw that they were winning, so I thought, I'll pop City on for the yeah. last five minutes. What really grinds my goalposts is kicking the ball out of play for players who are not actually injured. Yeah, but... <clears throat> I mean, would you want to be that guy who doesn't put it out and he ends up having a really serious head or fucking, he's having a heart attack? Imagine Fabrice Maramba, you didn't kick it out. Yeah. Do you want to be that now, guy? Can we, can we really reduce it down to that one incident that's happened in the total of about 500,000 games of football? Okay, we never know though. Do you know what I mean? Like, you never know. But yeah, that, like, that seriously, is Like, seriously, though, it one in annoying. a million injuries yeah. are worth kicking the ball out for. What do you mean one in a million injuries are? What if well, I, you hit your head? A lot of head injuries happen. So head injuries. If a head injury happens, of course, the referee can stop play. But when a player goes down for cramp and the, all the rest of the players feel obliged to kick it out and then they kick it out, slow the game down, stop play, and then all of a sudden the player's fine gets back up. It fucking grinds my goalposts. Nice use of the word grind my goalposts there. I like that. But yeah, I've got to be honest. Um, it's not something that is, pisses me off that much, I don't think. I don't know how. I, I feel like this isn't this isn't just me. It can't be just me. I know. Of course not. Um, but I don't know. It's not. I think I, think I get angry when the player you've kicked the ball out instantly gets up, that that does grind my goalposts, 100%. Which happens so often. Though. Yeah, well, if that's what you're mentioning, then yeah, it's really oh, fucking Oh, of course, annoying. yeah. No, I don't mind kicking the ball out. For a player who's like absolutely but, collapsed no, on the floor and no, they don't have to going just into a speed seizure, of course you're going to kick the ball out. They don't have to be just collapsed on the floor, do they? Like, you could have like really hurt your leg. It could be an impact injury. You're down okay, on so the floor, even, you're even really a, in pain. Like a, a, a sprained ankle, like a serious injury, even a ruptured ACL. Do do we need such a quick response that we have to kick the ball out? I think it's more out of etiquette, isn't it? Like you look yeah. at other sports, look at golf, it's a sport of etiquette. I just think it's well, a gentleman sport. Football's a gentleman sport. If someone's down here, you put the ball out. It's, now, I was hoping know, where, you'd say where, that, though. Where do we draw the line? I was hoping line? you'd make that point. Because you're saying it's more about sportsmanship, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think That's I why think, you get the ball out. I think there's something commendable, commendable about the way golfers run, all the different traditions and stuff like that. It, may, it makes yeah. it more of a sport. It makes it more of a, of, a, of, a, of a thing, do you know what I mean? Like more of a, an actual event. If there are yeah. rules, regulations, and especially traditions to follow, if if a player is faking an injury and he gets up straight away, then yeah, that's that that player is taking advantage of the of the foundations and traditions of the game. That's that is what would annoy me. But if that yeah. player's got sprained ankle all the or he's time. down hurt, 
then that's fine. Kick it out because that's part of football. But players more so. So I think it's we've tipped the balance now that players will either fake an injury or have to have the ball kicked out for them unnecessarily, which will which is always bad sportsmanship from that player. I think that tips the balance compared to all the good times that they kick the ball out when the player actually needs some medical attention. Yeah. So that's why I that's why I, I can't stand it anymore. No, that's completely understandable. And um yeah. what grinds my goal to get it off my chest. No, that's fine. That's what it's for. It's 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 our way of venting, mate. It's therapeutic. Yeah, um so what grinds my goalpost this week, Alex, is actually to do with football podcasts and it's it's um to do with how you have to when you make a football podcast, no one told me that audio is an actual science and you need a Bachelor of Arts in audio to be able to do a football podcast and I don't. And um, that's, yeah. Not as easy as it looks. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Just, uh, I remember in one of the previous podcasts, I said to someone, if you want to start a podcast, just start a podcast. It's fun. I'm now saying don't. Just just, just keep doing what you're doing. And um, enjoy that. And listen to ours. Just listen to ours. Mm. So Definitely agree. Can you tell I'm upset? Yeah, I think we've started this episode really like subdued and like uh, we've just had enough. <laughs> yeah, but for anyone listening, I had to actually use a piece of software that enabled me to control Alex's computer remotely to fix his computer because yeah. his computer didn't work. But now it works, doesn't it, mate? Now it works and life's good and now... We are actually at the point where we're on the podcast and we can go on to Tweets of the Week. Oh, I love Tweets of the Week, mate. I do love it. It's uh, I actually find myself, right, I, I mean this, I, <clears throat> I find myself when I'm going on Twitter and I see a tweet that's like banged and is quite clearly to do with football, I find myself kind of hovering over it just in case you, just in case you will use it in the next episode. Well, I use, I try to use them closer to the time of recording so that it's not something that you would have seen straight away and or yeah. or would have been talked about a lot so i try and not i do use twitter a lot well the first one we'll see what you've heard of because you've probably heard of all of them but um most recent one from the weekend was raheem sterling he okay. tweeted happy to improve my var overruled goals record today again damn this thing's gonna kill me bro um he said good accent. Well. Hashtag cursed. Uh, yeah, I did see that. I found that funny, to be fair. That's great banter from him. It's it's like a way... It's almost like you can tell that he has to put it that way so he doesn't get a fine. He's almost had to make, like, a joke out of it. Yeah. But well, I, I think he still he's just that, He's taken it extremely well because if that was me and I was scoring goals and they were getting ruled out... Left, right, right, and center. I'd be fuming, and especially the one that he scored on the weekend. How which frustrated would you be? Even now, I still can't understand it. In a, in the Premier League, how annoyed would you be? You are your career is based on goals. Imagine if you're a salesman, right? If you're a salesman, let's say you worked in recruiting, for instance, 
and yeah. you just made a huge sale and then someone comes in and says oh sorry you don't get that sale because the guy You're sneezed offside. on the phone oh oh okay it was a hundred grand don't care well you sneezed well, that, no. that's count, it though. and and we've just got to put up with it unfortunately well, imagine that like it's we ha- why do we have to put up with it though it's it is a joke mate the whole thing is a joke the fact that players are taking the piss out of it, managers are taking the piss out of it, you know, it's just, pundits are, it's become a huge joke. Like, it's become a parody well, the, of itself. The problem is, it's so talked about now. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because it, it does get us, get us nowhere because all we're going to do is sit there and complain. And I think it's almost been overdone already. I heard, um, VAR, I heard, so someone, up with it. I heard someone today describe VAR as the Brexit of football. Wow. How apt is that? That's perfect. Isn't it perfect? But then, Do you know who described that it that way? Uh, go on. It was me. Uh, no. Now I, I don't feel like I want <laughs> feel like it's a shit analogy now. <laughs> I just knew you wouldn't give me credit if I said I said it. <laughs> no. No, you you're spot on. It is, You've already said it's it, perfect. It's, it is the, uh, the Brexit of football. But look... The way we're we're looking at it, we can't change it. We're hopefully going to look at officials changing it slowly, but it's gonna it's gonna take some patience. We did all want it at the start. We're not happy with the way it's been implemented. We can only hope that it that it changes before the end of the season or before something ridiculous happens where it it can cost you know something really important like a title or a or or an important moment in the foot in in the football world. So. We'll move on What's the, the next, next story. And this one came out today. And the tweet is Birmingham City FC. So this is their official account tweeted. Now, this is with a video. And I don't know whether everyone's seen it. But if you haven't, we'll uh, we'll give you a clip. But do you want to play the clip first, Baker? Uh, Pep Clotet, someone you know well. He's now running things down there. A familiar face to you now. He operates. Yeah, look, he's... Um... As far as I'm aware, there's there's not many of the staff that I brought in with me left there. You know, there's Daryl Flahaven and and um, Sean Rush. Um, as far as I'm aware, those two are there. James Beatty. Last time I was aware, he's working from home now for the last two months. Um, Ryan's obviously come with me um, here now, so um, it'd be good to see those guys, um, Sean and Daryl. Um, in terms of the, I don't know what it is. Is it interim caretaker? Head coach. I'm not sure what his what his title is, but um, I don't speak. I don't speak with him. Um, I think what's most important to me is is when I'm assembling a staff around me to to work with me. Is the key for me is to give them opportunity, is to give them and show them complete trust. You know, and you hope that they repay that trust with hard work and loyalty. Um, and sadly, not everyone has those values in their character. Um, some choose to to pursue their own opportunities in, in the worst possible way. But um, I think the most important bit for me is, is you live and you learn, you know. Unfortunately for me, I didn't listen to a lot of people within football circles who warned me about the type of character he is. But, um, yeah, that's an error in judgment for myself. But like I said, anything in life, you live and you learn. Um, it was an error in judgment for me, but it's a mistake that I won't be making again in the future, and that's what you have to do. You have to move on from that. So we're saying that Pep Clotet, I don't know, twisted the knife. I'm a, I've got nothing else to say. I don't want to waste any more energy on it. You know, you've asked me the question, and as I said, it's a mistake from my behalf, and it's one that 
you know, I have to learn from and, and move on from. <laughs> so, so the tweet uh, from Birmingham, that was the context of it, was we tried to find comments from our interim caretaker head coach, inverted commas, speaking without class about tomorrow's game. We couldn't. In the meantime, it's always nice to hear something from the opposition manager. Gary, you want to come? Question mark. So well done to Birmingham because it's quite a rant and I'd love to know what actually happens between those two. Well, quite clearly something fucking serious. Furious. <laughs> yeah, like you can you can tell. He although although if you watch burning. the video, you can hear in the clip his voice is quite calm. It's almost like he's calm collected. You can just see in his eyes that it's almost like looking into a Vietnam fucking veteran's eyes. Like he has seen some shit. He has seen some shit. Something has gone down there. He mentions loyalty, so I don't know what that's about. Um, Obviously, this guy's been a bit snaky towards him. Could we possibly have another John Terry Wayne Bridge situation on our hands? What do you mean? Like he shagged his wife or something? Maybe. I mean, no. Have you seen the other guy? No. He's not better looking than Gary Monk. And that's not that's not hard. <laughs> I think you could I think I think you could argue that John Terry isn't better looking than Wayne Bridge. I think they're pretty much in the same like, you know, atmosphere as each other. Like they they not this it wouldn't work, mate. That's I think it's I think he's more from that clip, he's more frustrated that obviously Gary Monk was let go by Birmingham and I think yeah. you know, he kind of says that some people will make their way into the career in uh, almost like dodgy ways, which is what he was trying to suggest. So he probably snaked him for the job. Yeah. Or he could just be bitter that he's got his own job and he wanted him to come with him or he just refused to come with him to the next club. Like from the outside, it just looks like he's bitter that he left him. By the way, did you ever expect Gary Monk to become a manager that... He's actually been pretty successful and and quite highly regarded. Obviously, he stepped in as almost was he he was just stepping over from player to manager at Swansea. And um, well, he, no, he was he was play, he was um he was player he was manager. player manager. Yeah, he was player manager at Swansea. Obviously, I think from memory, wasn't it Loudrup who was let go? And then he came in. Yeah, possibly it was, was it Loudrup. Michael I don't, Loudrup, I don't yeah. think he's um I don't think he's done that well though. Like I Did think Gary Monk. No, I think he done all right at Swansea. Like obviously a lot of well the time Swansea. he was in the Premier League. You know, th- looking here, thirty six percent win ratio. Because I I knew he hadn't done that well, but he done all right at like Leeds, fifty three games in charge, fifty forty seven percent win percentage. You know, Leeds want more than that in the Championship. Yeah. He's not. He's not a bad he manager. Seems- like he's definitely an adequate manager he can do the job yeah but and to be honest like he was a great captain for Swansea so it doesn't surprise me but yeah moving well, on what's the next tweet of, I don't want to fucking talk about good, it good news uh, a nice nice story on the tweets of the week this was tweeted by BBC Sport and this is a bit cheating because it's not really a tweet that's that, that's what I'm bringing to you but the story was from BBC Sport what a story heart emoji MUFC defender Max Taylor has received his first senior call-up 12 months after having chemotherapy treatment for testicular cancer. So this is Max Taylor being called up to the United team, the first team. 
which is absolutely fantastic. So only a that's year amazing. after being diagnosed with cancer, fantastic. Oh, fair play. That's unbelievable. Like you can only yeah. imagine the struggles himself and his family went through to go from that to now Don in the United Church. Fuck me. Fair play to him. That's I mean, that's a, that's a lovely story. I like that. Yeah. Well, we hope hope to see him. I think it'll be against Astana on Thursday potentially. So you never know. He might get a couple of minutes. But even just to be involved in the match day squad is it's quite phenomenal. So well done, Max Taylor. What do you call someone who stands inside goalposts and stops the ball running away? Don't know. Annette. Okay. Two lies so, and a truth up next, isn't it, mate? I might sneeze. Two lies and a truth is next. <laughs> After that sneeze. Two lies and a truth, Gareth. Hello. This week's edition (laughs) of... Don't know why I just said hello. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, we hadn't gone anywhere, so there was no reason to say goodbye or hello. I haven't moved out of the chair. Two lies and a truth. Everyone knows how it works. These are two stories that I've uh, made up. One that's true. And you've got to pick which one. We'll kick it right off. Oh, yeah. Kick it off. Now, did you say that really sexually or was that just me? No, I said that really normally. You just... Made me feel extremely uncomfortable. You're probably just horny, mate. Sorry. So these three stories this week, actually, they've got a theme and it's motivation. Okay. Nice. Shall we play some like, um, like 80s kind of testosterone filled uh, music yeah no uh, you, so no i think we should i definitely think we should okay what in the background as i'm talking as i'm telling you the stories yeah let's do okay, it definitely some underlying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it with you to edit that in okay okay so the first story and i'm gonna ask you to guess or just just have a kind of a vague vague guess at what you think the story is going to include so the first story the title to me to you i wish you knew how bad that sounded <laughs> what sounded i just had push it to the limit from scarface on how <laughs> oh, brilliant <laughs> go on guess. start our first story the first story is called to me to you then win 22 okay i'm not guessing it they're <laughs> impossible you think they're about? impossible to guess mate Something to do with the Chuckle Brothers? Yes. Ah, uh, no, it's not. What Motivational. is it? Chuckle Brothers. Yeah. To me, to you, then win 22. Were betting on football and they won. No. Chairman of Nantwich Town, Tony Davison, told fans recently that manager Dave Cook had used an episode of the Chuckle Brothers to help demonstrate teamwork within the club. This inspired a 22-game oh, winning streak. Well, it didn't. Story number did two. It. it didn't happen. My precious promotion. What do you think that is? My precious... Um, some footballer got promoted and the team were handed out rings as the present. No. Tavistock Town manager Stuart Henderson has credited Schmeagel from Lord of the Rings with last season's promotion. He drew comparisons with Schmeagel's lust for the ring and the club's lust for promotion. What are you fucking talking about, mate? Why do you think you can pass that off as a true story? 
My precious promotion. And to wrap it up, story number three. Yeah. This is Blackburn. Uh, something to do with... Um, I'm going to go with... Um, Sam Allardyce uh, used to show videos of 300 in Gladiator uh, uh, in the changing rooms before every game to pump up the team before they went out. And a former footballer came out and said that uh, he'd done it before Man United game and they ended up losing that game 7-1. Very, very close. Uh, well, you're on the right lines. It was actually... Former Blackburn defender Gail Jive has revealed that before Blackburn's 7-1 defeat at Old Trafford in 2010, Sam Allardyce used clips from the movie 300 to motivate them. According to Jive, Allardyce had them all screaming, this is Sparta in the dressing room before kickoff. See, you were very close, but not quite. (laughs) I literally literally just said it. I literally said said that word for word. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. For a minute, for a minute, I thought that I got it wrong. <laughs> wow. That so, was a hell of a guess. Thank you. It was a complete guess. I haven't seen that story anywhere. Um, yeah. Sorry, mate. So which one are you going to go with as Ooh, the, I wonder. the true story? Oh, I wonder which one I'm going to go with. Are you going to go with my precious promotion? Are you going to go with to me, to you, I don't you, know you that 22? well. Although I know you well, I don't know you that well to guess word for word a made-up story in your head. So, is that not a clear indication that I might know the true story? You might, but you're not going to find out until the end of the show. What's next? Next up is the twat list. It's back, mate. The twat list is back. Twat. What? Hey, first, I haven't missed favorite. it. What, twat list? Yeah. Have you actually not missed it? Not missed it. I reckon a lot of people have missed it. Although we've got yeah. some great new features. Um, obviously, uh, we had Dubstitution. Uh, well, no, we haven't had it yet. It's coming up, Dubstitution, isn't it's it? coming up. Huh, I don't know what's going on. Um, I think people miss twat list, mate. No. No? Okay, well, I think I'm going to change your mind with that. I think you're going to be Ooh. glad to have it back. I feel that I've toned it down a bit. Still the same old twat list, but it's less mental. Okay. Possibly. Although I didn't right. think it was mental. That was the feedback that we got. Well, I'm willing to give it a go. I'm willing to give it another chance. What you got for me? Okay, so... Clue number one is if anyone who has only tuned in for season two, um, the clue num- uh, basically I give you three cryptic clues to see if you can guess who I deem as a twat for this episode and they make it onto the Gold Poster Jumpers twat list. Okay? Cool. Go for it. So clue number one, this is a little bit of a chef. This is a little bit of a chef. This is a little bit of a Are you chef. writing it down? No. Why uh, not? This is a little bit of a chef. You've got to be writing it down, mate. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? 
I, I, I think I've got an idea of it. What's your next clue? Fuck off. There's absolutely no way in hell that you have got off that first clue. If you've got off that first clue, twat list is done, mate. Okay, what's your next clue? Clue number two. Ah, oh, my poor boy, the apple of my eye, the eye to my name. What have they done to you with that knife? Okay. Mm. So clue number two. My poor boy, the apple of my eye, the eye to the... Is it higher or air? Air to my... Air. Wow. Air to my... Th- wow. Name, the name to my air. air. What have they done to you with that knife? I can't believe what you've just done to the English language. (laughs) (laughs) Clue number three. World's largest bird. Clue number three. World's largest bird. Uh... So, do you want me okay. to recap, like, where are you at here? Are you getting close? Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you warm? Are you lukewarm? Well, a little bit of a chef. I was thinking of what a little bit of a chef would be. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe it's like an item of clothing, like a hat. Mm-hmm. Like a chef's hat, maybe. So, what, what was that well, leading you on to? That was leading me on to hat. What would that be? Hat and Ben Arthur? It could be uh, Hats Hat and Ben Arthur, yeah, it could yeah, be. It could and be then what I just said. Your yeah. second clue, I didn't actually know what you were talking about. Oh, so clue number two. You... My poor boy, the apple of my eye, the heir to my name. What have they done do you to you with that knife? So is that like so what have they done to you with that knife? They've Stabbed him, or they've Possibly. cut him. Clue number three: world's largest bird. So, is it hat stab ostrich? Yes, mate. How did you know it was hat, hat, hat stab, stab ostrich? Stab plays in the ostrich. Saudi leagues. Hat but, stab ostrich. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Colin hat stab ostrich plays for. Uh... <laughs> he plays in the plays Saudi for, leagues, mate. Plays for Woking. Absolute wanker, honestly. That guy. Ex-Danish yeah. league midfielder, Colin Hatsdabotstridge. Hatsdabotstridge sounds like a Ukrainian name. Uh, I actually have no clue, to be fair. I, I I can't come up with anything. Really? Are you giving up? Are you tapping in? No, I, I'll still try because I'll, I'll think about that chef's Okay, chef's well, you can try at the end of the show, mate, because Football Scoop, is up next after Dubstitution. Welcome to Dubstitution. Another goalpost for Jumpers Revolution. Enough of a boring question. This is our solution. By the way, Paul Joel had a sex step. Oh, hi Roy. Sorry, I'm a bit nervous for this one. Uh, you're obviously quite an outspoken kind of guy. It's great to have you here, mate. Thanks for coming. I want to mainly get your thoughts on VAR and obviously Mike Riley the former referee being the head of the VAR committee do you think he's the right man for the job Roy? He's like, he's like a, a spoiled child he's just absolutely ridiculous wow strong words there Roy and to be honest a lot would be inclined to agree with you now bear with me because I feel quite strongly about this 
with the whole Rebecca Vardy gate, right? Bear with me. And obviously a certain person showing their competence, finding out the truth. Who better to find out the truth if VAR is the right thing for the Premier League than Colleen Rooney herself? Ridiculous question, and I want to give you a ridiculous answer. Of course not. Well, I, I just don't think this is as crazy as you're saying, Roy, to be honest. But look, I know you're opinionated. I respect your opinion, and I think you're a great pundit. And I think I can get you around on my side on this. The woman literally broke the biggest football mystery, if not mystery of all time. She's she's Sherlock Holmes reborn, right? We don't need VAR if we had, for instance, a team of Kaleem Rooney's watching every Premier League game. And look, <laughs> I know that's unrealistic, but there must be a happy medium here to get get her involved somewhat. You know, what do you say, Roy? Yeah, cuckoo line, man. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> okay, uh, well... I wasn't prepared for you, you know, to not be on board with this. I thought it was an obvious answer to the problem, but, you know, hey-ho, let's move on. So, last week, Roy, um, Alex, you know, we uncovered an interview with Alex and Demba Bar and his, his love for strawberry syrup. Honestly, the backlash we've had is insane, saying we bullied the guy, but honestly, how can you blame us? Why would you put strawberry syrup in your fucking water, Roy. Surely you agree with us that that is absolutely insane. I refuse to answer that question. What? Uh, would, you, would, would you mean you refuse to answer that question? Hang on. You're not on his side as well, are you? Are you just purposely, purposely being fucking awkward now? Or do, do I take it you're a weirdo who puts strawberry syrup before his own family like Demba Bar. Take it whatever you want. Honestly, what is with this addiction to strawberry syrup in football? I'm starting to think it's more of a problem than VAIs at this rate. You know, what would you say if I asked if it was an actual problem? Because surely, surely I'm not onto something here. When I'm asked what I say, the game's full of it. Okay, well, you know, clearly this needs to be looked at then more than VAR at the moment because we're going to have an influx of diabetes-ridden footballers soon. Yeah, of course. What the fuck do you mean, of course? This is a joke, right? Surely. Uh, oh, sorry. Whose phone is that? That's the second time it's gone off. Oh, well, <laughs> this is just embarrassing, Roy. Sorry, mate. It's Look, it's, it's my mother. She's rang me five times today asking if I saw I'm a Celebrity last night, but I'm just not interested in it this year. Why don't you turn it off? Honestly, if I do, she'll just worry, mate. It's it's as annoying for me as it is for you, trust me. Why don't you put on silent? Uh, because, I, look, I'm expecting a delivery from Amazon later, and, look, I need to tell the guy where my house is. It's a hidden driveway, and... You're just going to let it ring? All right, mate, I'll check. Chill out. Ah, <sighs> oh, shit. Sorry, Roy, I've, I've got to answer this. It's, it's Amazon, after all. I've got to go, mate. He doesn't know where my driveway is. All right, that's, that's good manners. <laughs> Good stuff. <That> stupid. <laughs> uh, so there was substitution before, mate. Obviously, football scoop now. But what did you think of Roy Keane, mate? I think, I think the more we dig deeper in this syrup scandal, the it's more rife. we seem to be uncovering. And I'm quite worried, mate. Honestly. I didn't realise it was that much of a problem. And, you know, Roy Keane is frosty as they come, but he didn't like being asked about that. And can I be honest with you, mate? 
Go on. I actually turned on that ringtone myself in my pocket because I was just felt so uncomfortable. You thought that you you might have dug too deep and your life yeah. might have been in danger if you carried on digging any deeper about the syrup scandal. Hundo P, mate. Hundo P. So moving on to football scoop, mate. Got a few uh, few little tasty stories here for you. Did you see right that Antonio Conte? Have you basically? I said before the podcast, like if you'd seen it, but Conte to his players in a post-match conference said, "I explained to the players how they should have sex in the periods of competition. The intercourse should not last long, and they should be on the bottom." I've seen that, yeah. But imagine being that player's misses and she's like really disappointed and he's just like, sorry, love, like it's for work. I was, my boss told me. <laughs> it's for work. It's <laughs> like, sorry, my work told me I, I wasn't allowed to go on top. You're going to have to do all the I work, think sorry. It's something that I would have done a two lies and a truth with, but the problem is with any stories that come out now, because of Twitter, everyone sees all the weird stories and it gets so much like press. So it's really hard for me to find anything new, but I would have used that typically. That would have been a perfect two lies and a truth. Yeah, definitely. And you know, what is Conte? Is the, the is he like the inter course coach? Oh no. That was a good one, wasn't it? How yeah, I... it was all right. So Pochettino's gone, mate. We missed that in the last episode. That's old news now. Mourinho stepped uh Stepped in his place at Tottenham, the little snake. Um, did you see what uh, Harry Redknapp said about Mourinho taking over Tottenham? I don't think so. What did he say? So he said, in terms of whether Tottenham fans are going to like him as the manager or not. I did see this. Yeah, oh, go fuck, on. What's the point doing a podcast go anymore? On. <laughs> delete, we have to delete our Twitters. So he said, for anyone listening, if you go in there, a.k.a. Tottenham, and start winning football matches, they would have taken Saddam Hussein in there when he was about. The fans don't give a monkeys. If you start winning every week, they're singing, there's only one Saddam. Did you also know that Mourinho in 2015 said he would never go to Spurs? Uh, yeah, I did know that, yeah. What, what don't you know? What, is did you know? Point me did you know? Saddam anymore? once said he'd never go to Spurs as well. So that didn't happen, did it? Yeah, he said I'd never be Spurs manager for as long as I'm Iranian. Fair enough. By descent, totally understandable. Uh, my next story, mate. In the quip today, Gal Javet says Sam Allardyce tried to fire Blackburn's players up for a game against Man United in 2010 by showing them clips from Gladiator and 300. We were all like, ah, mimic soldier with sword. After 30 minutes, yeah. we were 3-0 down. We lost 7-1. <laughs> That's mental. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? How? What's crazy is how you can hear me pronounce the name correctly and then almost less than half an hour later pronounce it so, so wrong. Yeah, I see what you mean. But what's more mad is that one of my football scoops is in your two lies and a truth. That is weird. That's mental. To be fair, I'm actually surprised that it hasn't happened before. Yeah. So next one, mate. Do you know Liverpool now have two more points than Man United and Arsenal combined? I did know that. 
Uh, it's extremely oh, distressing. Sorry. I didn't realise I was with Paul the Octopus today. <laughs> I, I mean, of course I'm going to know that. I've seen all the different... I mean, unfortunately, I've got quite a few scousers on Twitter and we have on our... So, I, I mean, I'm going to see that because it's annoying and gets my blood boiled. So, yeah. How much does it get your blood boiled? Only loads. Did you see, by the way, um, this completely unrelated, well, kind of related, still Man United, Gary Neville, former Man United player, obviously, um, named his team of the decade in the Premier League, just waiting for you to see, say, I've seen that. Yeah, and I reckon I could name it from 1 to 11 without... Okay. He put Eden Hazard in centre yeah, midfield. In and yeah, but... he was trying to justify it. And I hope you're not going to do that. No, I, no re, the only thing I'd say is when they were doing those teams, he was basically saying, well, they're not going to play each other and they're not actually going to play. But for me, I actually agree with Jamie Carragher's team more so over hundred percent over his. I think you've got to include Kante. Um, wait, should we name our, our teams? What would your team be? In goal, De Gea. Oh, I don't we can't, think we can oh, disagree we can't with that. do that. We can't do that off the cuff, surely. Yes, we can. Okay. Uh, De Gea. Because I don't uh, think we'll disagree. I actually agreed with both the their back fours. In the last 10 years. So um, we had Zabaleta okay, yeah. right back. I don't think we can. anyone can disagree why, with that. Why would you do this to me? Like I need to like think about stuff. I just end up looking like a Wally otherwise. Well, off the top, of, I'll, I'll tell you what I would probably go for. So I'd have gone with Zabaleta. Vidic. No, because this, yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing. We're in the last You're decade. making me look like a moron because I, I can't work out years in my head like that i don't do maths hurts my oh head. you just have to minus um 10 from thank a number you. which is really no, really easy you. yeah thank you for that appreciate that that's how it we'll works. think about it right okay so zabaleta you can't really argue with that i think what what, what do we have company um van dyke because obviously and i think there was they were, there made a valid one. point well he's been there since 2015 15, 16, something like that. Yeah, um, still not long enough for a whole decade. Surely someone... When did John Terry retire? Well, John Terry wasn't in his prime, and this is the point that they were making, is that right. we're probably looking at when Van Dyke's retired is arguably one of the best centre-backs we've ever seen in the league, and for the last was, was two he seasons, he's he been that. Was Prime Ferdinand, though? Prime Ferdinand wasn't playing in the no, last I mean, decade. No, you, I, th I thought you just said then that we've ever seen. Oh yeah, I mean, we yeah, but this is the thing. Hypothetically, over the next few years, but over the last sort of three years, he has been the level that probably everyone's been. I think he has been the the top centre back in the league, and I I don't think anyone's really got close. Um, okay. But yeah, I'd I'd have company Van Dyke, and I'd have uh, Aspilicueta as well. I would have Kante. I'd have Torre, and I'd have David Silva. I'd have Aguero, Hazard, and I'd have Kane. Well, can I just That's say, by good. the way, um, did you mention company in your team? Yeah. Because John Terry, uh, forget company, I was just checking you did. John Terry played way more minutes than Virgil van Dijk in the Premier League this decade. So, Yeah, but he wasn't in his prime. This is the point. John Terry. I think, Terry's I think in his he prime. was great all the way up to his retirement. 
Well, no, no, John Terry played. I mean, ap- apart from the, I think it was the Mourinho season when he came back and they won the league. With the exception of that, he didn't have an awful lot of minutes. And when he, sorry, when but he did play, there, it he was play, he in, did have quite a lot of minutes. He had sorry, just not, not as many minutes. More than he, didn't, he didn't play crucial games. He wasn't. It was Gary Cahill mainly and David Luiz. Okay. Well, I would put Terry in mine. And I would put Van Dijk. But then, where does company go? Fuck, it's hard actually, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I can't do this right now. It's hurt my head. Centre midfield, like who the fuck? I'd put Bale in there, definitely. Suarez. I wouldn't um, have... So- I'd, see, this is the thing. I think Kane over the decade has been Kane, better. Aguero's yeah. been better. And I think Kane, Hazard... Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Just I over agree. the whole see, decade. See, this is why I need to sit down and think. I'd put... Yeah. I'd put Aguero above Kane only because he's been around for a bit longer. He scored more goals. Um, you know, he's won a Premier League title. Well, a couple. Yeah. So he'd be above so Kane. You, well, you, you're not take, you're not putting Kane. Who are you? You're not really Aguero. replacing Kane with Aguero. <clears throat> you're replacing Kane with either Bale or someone else. No, because Kane is Kane or Aguero for striker. See what I'm saying? Because I'm playing 4-3-3. No, three, three. have two strikers. Oh, right. Sorry. I just always do these 4-3-3. Three, because three. I, I know Carragher's done 4-3-3. Three, three. So, I was just... Yeah. So, Bale... Um, f- this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's no pressure. You can tweet your your team of the decade later, and we can all find it. Yeah, I can't do this like off the top of my head. I, like I don't want to. I don't want to guess my team, and then that's my team. I don't want to be associated yeah. with a team that I would choose. You know, like you might be comfortable doing that, but you know, if any anyone no, listening has got their team of the decade, just football. let us know on Instagram. Um, yeah, so. No, I, go, I, the only reason I did it was because I watched Monday Night Football and I thought about it then and I couldn't really disagree with a lot of the players. No, that's fine, but, mate. You, you people yeah. pressure me into doing stuff. It's fine. You crack on. Sorry, mate. There you go. Football scoop for you, mate. It's all over, I think. No. And we are at the end of a show. Um, I've got to be honest. I'm, I love doing this podcast, but I'm a bit glad because it's very late because of audio. Yeah, and I think this is one of those podcasts today, this episode, is the one, you know, like a lot of people listen to the episodes before they go to work yeah, um, or throughout the day or just like on their lunch breaks and stuff. I think yeah. this is the sort of episode that you put on just before you're about to go to sleep because it will send you to sleep. We are so tired. That must be coming off. Uh, over over this surely i'm man i'm fucking exhausted like <laughs> i've got to be honest if we had to do stay on the line today i think i would have crumbled with fear i would have just broken into tears i wouldn't be able to do it but we got a good substitution in mate we have some terrific features as per usual so um and it looks you know, like before you've got we get uh, two lies to, and the truth yeah well before we get on to that, I just want a bit of call to action, guys. If you could, you know, give us a rating, give us a subscription. If you haven't subscribed yet on Apple, Spotify, etc., that would be appreciated. We're on Twitter and Instagram, which is at G4J Podcast on Twitter and at Go Post Number Four Jumpers on Instagram. Alex, I've got two lies and a truth. 
Just, just look, just pull them out of their misery. Just say yes or no. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. And what was the story that I got? It was, uh, this is Blackburn. Former Blackburn defender Gail Givet has revealed that before Blackburn's 7-1 defeat at Old Trafford in 2010, Sam Allardyce used clips from the movie 300 to motivate them. And I got it right. So there you go. That is two weeks in a row. I've got it right now. Thank you very much. Actually, three weeks in a row. So, yeah. Are you ready for your twat list? Uh, Go on then. Twat list, mate. So obviously the clues were, clue number one, this is a little bit of a chef. Clue number two, my poor boy, the apple of my eye, the heir to my name. What have they done to you with that knife? Clue number three, world's largest bird. Where are you at? Did you get it? Uh, so we'll just mo- work backwards. The world's okay. largest bo- bird is obviously an ostrich, yeah? It is. So is ostrich part of the name or just a clue, like a reference to to this player? Uh, more of a reference, yeah. More of a reference. So the only thing I can think about is in football about ostriches is Nigel Pearson. Okay. So let's let me give you an example here. Can you, if you're looking at him, his name, like if that's the only thing you can think of to do with ostrich, can you make those two clues work around that? A uh, little bit, little bit of a chef. Um. Oh yeah, you can. Do you it's know Nigel why? Pearson. Clue number one. This is a little bit of a chef. Chef. Nigel Lawson. So Nigel is a little bit of yeah. her name. And then the second one the second is one, my poor boy, son. the apple of my eye. What have they done to you with that knife? They pierced you... his son. So it's Nigel Pearson. Yeah, you got it. So got this it. is the worst episode of all time. Wow. This is like when you listen to one of those podcasts where everyone agrees with each other. Yeah. We just, although we, I don't dis, I don't agree with uh, Gareth Bale being in all time your decade Premier League team. That's just because you're English, though. No, to be that's fair, actually, I can see English. your point, and uh, it was a close pick. So even that, I can't really hugely disagree with. Okay, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, it's been a chilled out one, as far as goalposts or jumpers goes. Very um, chilled out. If if you are uh, riding the underground to work. Uh, this morning when you listen to this I apologise because you probably missed your stop from listening to yeah, this one falling asleep uh, yeah wake up yeah um, we'll be back on form next week and do you know what we'll do next week who's we'll listening to this yeah 100% but for anyone who's listening to this before you go to sleep you're welcome because you're about to have the best sleep of your life yeah just put this as your form of meditation this episode number 27 yeah Let's get drunk next episode, 100%. Definitely. We're going to get fucked up. 100%. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Before you go, remember, there's no no quite thing like the... um, If you put six of the... You ruin everything. Yeah, I do. They think it's all over. It is now. It's all over.